Welcome to Chipper T's Buds Podcast, home of building unique desires. As a kid, I always wanted several different cars, man. I mean, from custom, low rider, donk, stock, hot rods, slabs, street riders. Hey, I just always been intrigued in the cars, man. As I began building my first 124th scale model car at age 11, my passion for the hobby grew tremendously. With 11 years of consistent building, trial and error, bad trades, good trades, natural talent, and learned talent, I've been able to establish my own style and learn from all that. Growth is vital to anything you do in life, and you can't be scared to think different, build different, and approach a model car with a great mindset. When you got the feeling to create, hey man, build something you desire that is unique to you. Welcome to the Buds Podcast, Building Unique Desires, starring Chipper T. Hey, Chipper T, uh, TV, you know who it is, Bullet 87, uh, coming in with a really, really important message. Uh, what is it where you start with a passion of a build, right? And then you lose that passion and go to another build just because you think it's going to be a lot easier or quicker. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that we get into a build and just enjoy everything about it, but then we switch over to another one? What is it that you think, that we think as builders, go through mentally uh, and start those processes of switching between builds and then forget one, finish another one, then go start a whole new one without actually completing something? Why do you think that is? All right, we back at it like a bad habit. This is episode five, man, Home of the Buds. So, you know, tonight's episode, man, we're just going to talk about the transitioning from building hoppers, not really caring about paint, rushing, going straight into detail, thinking I could, you know, just having the courage and the and the, and the the mindset that I could, if I put my mind to it, I really study it, I could build it, and not really paying attention and caring about the build, right? So, you know, making that transition into clean, simple, static builds, and then with over time, um, adding detail, you know what I'm saying? Whether that be the engine, whether that would be the detail in the interior, whether that be the trunk, whether that be the frame, the detail, um, the smaller detail going into the build is what I really focused on. Um, so that's what tonight's episode is going to be about. I'm not going to hold y'all long because I'm going to drop episode six right behind this one. So let's get into this. We'll take a commercial break and I'm going to get right into it. Chip TV. If you're enjoying, stay tuned, stay dedicated. Keep building your models, by the way, man. If you're not on the table, put this on, put that scale riders on, throw on some YouTube, some Chipper T TV, put on that YouTube, man, and get your, listen, don't make me get the cussing. Get on that table and build something, y'all, all all right? Chipper T TV, let's get back into it. All right, so, you know, like I said in the beginning, man, tonight's episode, we basically just run over my transitioning from... Hoppers not caring about my builds to straight show quality clean builds, right? Um, so I mean of course the amount of builders that I studied in the present day past tense and um, you know 
currently. Of course, that's what fuels my inspiration to build at a higher level. Um, and I mean, I've been to 12 plus shows throughout my 10, 11 years of building now. And I've always, there's always been a car, I mean, multiple cars that have stuck out to me and I've always paid attention to the detail, uh, the paint job, um, you know, one thing I've learned just, just when I'm out at the shows locally here in the city and, you know, I'm a part of the judging a little bit here and there, I'm still learning a lot, but one thing I'd listen to and I pay attention to about the judging, I hope I'm not, um, putting out some information that isn't supposed to be out, but, uh, when I when when you're listening to the judges, the ones that have experience and the years of paying attention and knowing what they're looking for for a first, second, third place show winning car, um, the first thing a lot of the judges look at is paint, um, the overall finish. Um, and then you know, of course, it gets a little deeper if you have if you have a candy paint, pearls, um, metallics, gloss marble uh i mean all these different effects if you you know if you're a painter and you know that you can catch the judges eyes with a different whatever right um that's what the judges are like really like that's what grabs the eye right i mean just to any uh spectator that's looking uh, you're going to be drawn to a to a eye appealing thing uh eye candy right um so just going throughout the shows man and just looking at i mean i've probably seen man and even even online, you know, but just actually at the shows physically, I've probably seen over ten thousand plus model cars, um, and they've been detailed. Like they've been detailed. They've been just simple and clean, or they they may have been just like an old school type beat up type of car. But one thing I know that they all have their personalities, right? Um, so for me, building static show cars, um. I want to say around the year 2014, 2015, um, it just like, it came with a real high level of confidence for me. Um, so I just had the mindset that, yo, I can build top level, top quality type vehicles myself just as I see the ones that are doing it already, you know? And one thing I had to realize was that you got to build the skill. You have to build the skill up um, in order to get there. You know, you got to take baby steps. You know, sometimes they tell you you got to crawl before you walk. I just always felt like I can walk. And if I fall down, I'm going to have to get back up. You feel me? That's just always been my mindset. Um, but I've always just tried to keep a great level of humbleness. I've never been afraid to not learn something. Um, everyone knows Chip or T, right? Y'all... There's there's a select few that will say Chip T don't listen he's hard headed. Um, if you ever just like let time do its thing, you ever pay attention to Chip T and really know him, you'll understand that Chip T has applied a lot of the things that he's been taught in very various different ways um, within life and just the model cars. So I always apply what I be taught and I try to use it to my best ability um, all the way around. Um, so, with that being said, like, to learn something new as far as, um, um, this is one thing that pushed me to show quality type builds. Um, 
when I was, I want to say I was like 13. Uh, I was probably a little younger. I had to go back and look at the photo and see what the date is on there. But uh, Tingo's, everyone knows him on Lay It Low as Tingo's, the interior king. I mean, Google knows him as Tingo's. You can Google him and that's what's going to pop up. Model cars with his interiors that he's did. That's what's going to pop up. But he picked me up one time. And I think I mentioned this in the earlier episodes. You can go back and listen. But he picked me up and he just showed me how to do the interiors. And we, we started off with the mirrors. He showed me how to do the mirrors. And then he showed me... We did a full interior, and um, that right there really gave me a real high-level confidence. It gave me the ability to say, I can step outside the box. I don't have to do just hoppers. I can do something different. Um, and it gave me a different flavor and a different approach when I approached the lowrider model. And that's why today, um, in 2021, I still do the biscuit-style you know, interior, even though everyone's kind of doing the modern-style switch out the console bucket seats you know that's a great thing to do too but uh i just like to i'm an og you know i like to keep things original um and that's one of the things i'm gonna do so i'm gonna keep doing that and mastering that i'm not i'm not saying i'm gonna get better than tingo's because obviously if you've seen his work even to this day he's doing real clean and neat work so i don't think i'll get better than him but i definitely see my skills improving and uh, over time, hopefully, we can just keep getting better and better and better at it, man. Um, and then eventually, you know, I'll switch over and start doing some new modern style interiors, of course. But for now, I'm not sweating. And I can do what I do because I love it, right? So, um, man, I learned Russian, a finished product, just to sell or show off, um, just to say you have it. It's just going to leave a sloppy and incomplete job. Um, and I, you, you'll tend to lose interest. Um, this is just my own self experience, you know. Um, just rushing the car, trying to get it done fast, and trying to get it to show off, or trying to just hop it real fast and talk trash and stuff like that. It's like, uh, that's fun in games, you know. I love that too, but this is an art, you know. Um, and like I say, I, I, I realized that. Early on, when I when I did that tutorial with Tingo's, and then just I've always had that in my mind that this is an art, and that I want my cars to be really elite. I want my projects, my vehicles to really stand out. This isn't just a toy model car. This isn't something we put together. This is an art. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, um, just rushing, you know, losing interest. That just comes with um, you build so many hoppers. Or you build so many basic cars or so many of the same color of the cars that you just burnt out. You lose interest in building hoppers, you know. And that's where I've been at. Um, I was at a point where that's where I was at. I just lost interest completely. So sometimes that's just, um, you know, a thing that you have to really recognize. And that's one thing I've recognized. Um, if you take this model car as an art form. Now, don't, don't uh, look at this and say, well... You know, well, I just have fun, Chipper T. I'm not that serious. Hey, if you have fun, have fun. I have fun, too. Um, but like I say, I stated, I want to have a, I want to have a show quality build, you know. And that's what the topic of discussion is. And that's what I've always strived for. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, paint, 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 man. Um, that's a That's a big thing I learned. I feel like. 
as I got into detailing and looking into photo edge and looking into uh, all the stuff on lay it low, asking questions, um, looking up to the to the to the higher level builders. One thing I've always known that okay, I can have details. I feel like the details are kind of just coming to me. Details have always just kind of came to me as far as making them complete and putting them together and adding them right but a overall finished clean paint job um that was my biggest failure and downfall when it came to model car hoppers or just short or just going to shows and showing off a model trying to enter it and competing and so with that being said guys i mean you know you just have to really um Take your time, identify what what style you want to build in, um, and really just take your time and break down each thing. Learn how to really okay. I'm a and, and I got to shout out Paul Pachio, uh, nobody two on four on Instagram. Uh, my man taught me early on how to do painting, and I didn't apply those steps until later. So this is why I always say like you know the things that Chipper T has been taught. Um, Usually, they won't. It won't get used. <laughs> it won't get used right immediately. Okay, uh, but usually, I definitely I keep it locked in. I keep it locked in my mind, and I'll go back to that information that was given to me, and I'll apply it um, because I know it was vital. I don't like to let one thing. I don't like to let things go through one ear and not the other. I do like to listen and and, and really just humble myself and learn something. Um, because I can teach as well. And I feel like that's what we should all do. We should teach one another. Um, so, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, if you... It's, so, so, let me get back to what I was saying with, with uh, Nobody 214. Uh, man, Paul taught me early, man. When lame, I... When, when, first of all, let's just start off with the basics, okay? So... And this is this is a, this is his painting. Okay, this is this is the painting method that I was taught at the time. Okay, now we're gonna go back a little bit. This is around 2012, 20. No, okay, this is a little earlier. This is like 20, like 20, 2013, 2014, around that time period. Um, man, he was like we. I think we had a. Uh, Plastic Society meeting at the Hobbytown USA, the local Hobbytown USA, and I think he was like, I'm going to teach you how to paint, or something happened on Facebook, and uh, he was like, come to the meeting tomorrow, after the meeting, you can ride home with me, and we're going we're gonna to learn some stuff, and so um, that's what happened, I, I went over to his house, he took me to his house, and um I remember we, we we pulled out a NASCAR body. In my mind, you know, I'm I'm a kid. I'm a kid, but in my mind at the time, I'm like, yo, I don't want to build no NASCAR. I wasn't thinking that, hey, you need to just focus on paint. All right. And so you guys are gonna get why where how this is all adding up. But I was I wasn't focused on paint. I wanted to build something. I wanted a complete car, good paint job built. I didn't realize that these are steps we gotta take. So he pulled out the race car body, right? I'm like, cool. As he pulls out the race car body, he's pulling out all the little, you know, the sanding blocks, the sanding paper, um, the water, the soap. You know, he's getting everything together. And I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, now keep in mind, guys, I've done, I don't do this, okay? At the time period, I didn't, 
I didn't wash my cars off. I didn't uh, soak them. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't clean them. I didn't do none of that. I took it out the bag, did paint it up, and boom, put it together. When he got all this stuff out, you know, I'm not really asking questions. Um, I'm just kind of like, I'm just thankful to be here at the, at the position right now and actually um, get the knowledge because Paul is one of those builders at the time. He was building real high-quality builds. He was building builds that were clean, great paint jobs, that were simple builds that wasn't like real radical. They had some details, but they wasn't crazy builds, you know what I'm saying? Um, so to be getting that knowledge is really helpful. But, you know, we, we get at the table, we chill out, and, um, man, we get we get the body washed up, cleaned up, and I take out the sandpaper. He starts showing me the circular motion, sanding in a small circular motion, right? A consistent, consistent speed, but very subtle, right? And so I'm going through it, I'm going through it, and, you know, like I said, I'm a kid, so it's a very tedious process for me, and I'm getting frustrated in my mind. Like I'm, I'm like, damn, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to paint something. Like I want to put this together, and I just had to, you know, I took it all in. I, I even told him. I know I remember telling him, like, am I done yet? Like, <laughs> but he made me go back and like any spot that there was a glare as I looked into the light and moved it around. Any spot that there was a glare, I'm talking about the smallest spot, you guys. He would, he would make me go back and resand the entire car. And even till this day, I apply that. I apply that to all of my builds now. Um, I'm not saying I missed some spots. I'm not saying that I'm all the way or stole his method. But this is what he showed me. And this is, I didn't use it. I didn't use it for maybe two or three years, you know, after that. But it came to a point where I started realizing, hey, if I want to get my, my body my body smooth and all the way straight, what did Paul what did Paul show me? And then boom, it snapped and it clicked with me. And so that's what I started doing. Um, and so, you know, going back and doing those small sanding and circular motions, you tend to cover every little crest and crevice and um hard to reach spots that you might not get if you just straight up sand back and forth. And so that's what I was at. And I was like, yo, this is really working. I like this method. As I got older, at the time, I just was like, this is too much. I, I fucking can't stand it. Um, and so from that process, it went to, okay, we need to clean the body off. So we washed the body off again, let it sit for a little bit. And and in between time I did that, he knew that I did the servos. I knew how to mod the, serv the servos. I knew how to make the frames and all that for the hoppers and dancers. And um, I learned that pretty quickly. Shout out to Arthur Rowe um, and Mr. Uh, 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 Mr. 317, Marcos Lopez. Those guys really, oh, and Pablo Pack, man. Those guys, they gave me a lot of good knowledge and stuff. They answered my questions when I needed to. So shout out to them guys. But uh, back on topic, after we washed the body off again, let it dry, sit for a while. Um, I think I took maybe like 30 minutes to an hour. And I just, I built this little... Uh, C10 truck, it was like a blue truck, and the front lift up, back lift up, was on some big wheels, just put two servos in there for him, uh, hacked the servos right there, and just rewired it up, and that was a gift to him that I had gave him, I don't know if he still got it, I hope he does, but yeah, that's what that was, and um, so we got right back to it, we jumped right back into it, the body was dry, um, you know, I think we had a dinner too, and uh, so yeah, it's like back to work now. And so, 
this time period, it's like kind of almost ready for primer and base. But he's like, he's like, he saw some imperfections, and so he showed me how to like, he just showed me like uh, cleaning up those areas that you may have not seen before after you did it, you know. So he went and cleaned it up for me. Didn't take long at all. Cleaned up the the little mess, and then he got out the airbrush. No rattle can. Um, or, or we used the rattle can for a base coat. We used the rattle can for a base coat. Silver base. I think it's a uh, Krylon. I think it was a Krylon silver base. We used that. Came back. Um, we didn't clear the base. We didn't wet sand the base. Because I guess, like, like I say, Paul knew what he was doing, guys. So the base was smooth already. The base didn't need to be touched at all. Like It was ready for, for paint to get on top of it. It was smooth as a baby's bottom, guys. Um, and so he loads up the airbrush. Um, I don't remember what gun it was, man, but it was a nice small gun, man. Like it shot very well. Showed me how to thin it down, though. He loaded that gun up and he sprayed it. And when he sprayed it out, he was like, you know, he showed me how to do the consistent flow with it, how far back I need to be, how close I need to be. Um, Cause I was very tempted. I didn't want to spray it. <laughs> I, I wanted to because I was excited, you know, I was learning, but I didn't want to spray it, you know what I mean? I just, I, I knew I was going to mess up. And um, as I'm spraying it, man, you know, there's some flaws here and there. And, of course, he came back after I was done with, with my part and getting majority of that paint on. He came back through and, of course, cleaned it up for me and got those areas that I didn't cover. And I still have that body to this day. It's just a NASCAR body. But, um... Yeah, after we painted it, man, I just, we, we set it down, let it dry, and then I just sat back and, like, just looked at it and was like, okay, now I understand the importance and the, the, I understand the importance and the consistency of being patient and doing the work correctly, doing the sanding correctly, um, getting out the imperfections, getting out the small, uh, what do you call those little lines, y'all? Um, somebody help me out. Uh, 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 ding, 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 ding. Those little, those little resin lines. Uh, those little mold lines. Getting all those mold lines removed, and um, just getting a real clean body. That is really important for an overall finish. And um, as I looked at that NASCAR body, that's what I learned. Um, and then even over time, as years went on, months went by, I kept that car because I wanted to. I want. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna tell you guys the real reason. Just real reason. I wanted to. I wanted to keep. I kept that car. I kept the NASCAR body because within the next few years, I just wanted to be able to brag and be like, "Yeah, I paint, I airbrushed the car, and I've been airbrushed the car. I did that a long time ago. Y'all can't tell me how to paint." Da da da. But I never. I never posted that, right? But that's what I wanted to do. But as I went on, as I got older, as I looked at the car more and more, as I rearranged my kits and I opened the box and I just like, oh shit, I forgot I had this. And as I look at it, it brings me back to that time period of the process. You know what I mean? And I really enjoyed that process of learning how to do that. So that's a great, like a trophy for me. That car, that body, it's like a, it's like a trophy for me. It's a reminder and it's a trophy that, yo... Just take your time, be patient, understand the importance of the consistency of just making sure you get everything and don't overlook nothing, you know? Um, so shout out to Paul for teaching me that, man. That that was a really great method. Um, another another time of paint 
that I that I really was like, okay, I'm I'm starting to lay some paint now. I'm starting to do okay. Um, I think after that later after Paul taught me that that was in 2013. I said 2013, 2014. So like 2015, 2016. That's when I started using my airbrush a little bit more. I painted some cars here and there. Um, some that y'all never see. <laughs> some that are sold. Um, some that are still in boxes that you guys will see. So it's just like over time I, I've got comfortable with it. Um, but a time that I had to re I had to readjust and learn again to painting um was about 2016, 2017, and uh who was there? Fab Kings was there, I think 21 Customs was there, and I'm not sure who else was there. But, and let's just clear the air real quick. I'm going to put this live so we can clear the air. You may, some of you guys may know earlier in 2020, uh, the three of us, my Chipper T, Fab Kings, and JC21 Customs had a social media battle almost, right? And it kind of went into some personal manners, right? But never get this mistaken that I... The people that I idolize as far as the style, the technique, um, how they present their builds. Sometimes I, I had to realize that as I was as just growing up, I kind of put a lot of trying to impress them with what I do and what I can do instead of just doing it. And so that's where the lack of, of on my end, that's where the lack of on my end came from. Instead of just doing, I did a lot of talking, you know. And it kind of just got old. It got old. And I know a lot of people like, oh, you just talk too much, blah, blah. But, you know, whatever. So I just, I never let, I never let that detour me from actually appreciating people's work and their art and what they do. And how well that they do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I can never take away from what what people are good from. I just respect that. And if there's an issue, we, we can either... It's as simple as a conversation or it's as simple as just letting it be. You know? And I'm all well for that. Because sometimes I'll just be like, I for, completely forgot about it. I'm living good. I'm living life. You know? So, um, yeah. Nevertheless, everything is all good. We've been able to... Uh, talk that out, and um, yeah, just just be just be real men about the situation and move past that. These are model cars. We're here to have fun, and keep all that all that other stuff that nonsense away from it. Um, so back to it. Around 2016, 2017, um, Fab King Farmers Branch, Texas, at the time, and I stayed in Richardson, Texas, which is not far from each other, and um, at the time. I was I was seeing Fab Kings get back into the hobby. Um, he was getting into the hobby as far as like RCs and like doing custom paints and trying to just like up his level. And I had respected that because he had put a post up of his old cars that he was doing before, and it was like oh, sh well, because we had seen him at Autorama the year before that, and then when he posted up, he had posted on Facebook when the, in the Plastic Society group um, that. These are his older builds that he didn't take these to the Autorama, but these are his older builds. And they were RC then. So 
it was always like, okay, well, I'm seeing his transition back into the model building. And then as he got into paint, I was like, oh, man, damn, this is perfect timing. Um, you know, let me holler at Tone. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can get some paint tips and, uh, you know. And so that's what happened. You know, he was like, hey, come on, come over to the house. Let's paint something. So at the time, he was painting. Uh, and so, you know, I hit him. And at the time, he was working on the the uh, the yellow and purple mini truck. This is the one that dro it drived. It, the bed danced. It, it lifted up and down. Like, it was a fully functional vehicle. And at the time, this was around the time... This was the year before Fab Kings went out to NNL West and met with Jeffries and they had the bed dance competition. Um, that broke the internet. That broke that broke the internet. Like Facebook was all it was all over Facebook, it was all over YouTube, it was all over Instagram, like it did numbers. Shout out to both of them for building great builds like they do, man. But um and so at the time he was painting that and um, he was like, yeah, come over and we're going, we're going to work. I'm gonna teach some shit. Boom. So I'm over his house. He's painting up the, the, well, he's actually taping it up and as he's taping it up, I'm paying attention to how he's taping, you know, like I'm not really asking questions. I'm just kind of like absorbing it, you know? And so as he's taping, he's, he's cutting his lines, he's laying down his tape lines. I'm like, damn, like he's really fucking Jesus. Like, I'm not ready for this. This is not my speed. So, you know, he's laying down his lines and everything, and then it's time to paint. We go outside. Um, I already had a car that I brought over there to, like, work on, get prepped for paint. So, you know, I'm prepping and stuff. But then, you know, he's like, let's go outside real quick in, in the garage. We're going to spray some stuff. So, boom. Um, all we did, I, I remember laying the base color on the truck and then that was it and then we went to my 58 we uh we we painted the 58 impala we moved on to my 58 impala and uh there's a picture of me painting it um but as i'm as, as i'm painting it uh him and jesus both were like telling me like you know keep you, you're keeping a good distance chip there you go like all right don't get too close keep laying your candy okay because we're laying we're laying we're laying candy and, uh, you know, they're like, don't get too close. Okay, that's a good distance. Uh, 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 you know, spin the car around a little faster. Slow it down a little bit. You know, they were right there giving me the pointers that I needed and keeping me on track as far as, like, laying a candy paint, making sure it was laid even. And basically, it was just that reassurance once again um, after two or three years of not, um, of not like, getting memorize fresh fresh tips you know what i mean it's like you gotta it's constant reputation right but you know if you constantly constant elevation creates constant uh wait constant elevation requires constant change right so in order to get better at it in order to get better and go to the next level you have to change you have to do the things that you're not used to right and so that's one thing I wasn't doing, you know, for those last two, three years, I wasn't actually applying Paul's method. I used it here and there and everything like that, but I didn't apply it 100%, you know what I mean? And so after that session with Tony and um, with, with Fab Kings and 21 Customs, that was like, okay, you got this. Go ahead and get you some paints, get you another airbrush, 
Um, remember these guys were telling you how to break the gun down and keep it clean. Remember what they told you about laying the candy and keeping your distance and making sure you lay it evenly. Like, remember these things? Remember when Paul told you, uh, showed you how to sand the body down to get the mold lines out? Remember how the pearl was supposed to be laid? Like, all those things started coming back in my head and just reassuring me that, you know what, Chip? You got this. Paint. It's going to be a big step for you, but you got to just take your time with it and keep going. You know what I mean? And so eventually after that, man, um, I didn't win anything. Like I, I started going to um, MCMA Showdown. That's a big show down here in Texas. Um, I started going there. I started going to the uh, – we had one more autorama in 2014. And 2015, I didn't go. But after that, there were no more autoramas. Um, so – I entered my car into MCMA Showdown. Uh, there was a Plastic Society show. I entered a couple of cars in. And, like, I didn't place. I didn't place. I didn't... Nothing. Like, <laughs> it was down bad as far as the competition and actually having a show quality build. Well, that I thought. Um, and then it wasn't until, like, 2016, 2017, um, I built the 1963 Impala that everyone knows at NNL West 2019. You know, 20... Well... That came along in 2018, but it was actually finished in 2019. Um, but, like, I built cars in between that, and I started getting, like, ribbons and little plaques here and there. And, you know, as Half Built likes to say, participation awards. Uh, <laughs> you know, so um, I started getting those, and then I actually got my first actual plaque, um, Outstanding Lowrider Euro for my Porsche 914, which is actually airbrushed. And every method that I was taught from Nobody214 on Instagram, Paul Pachio, to the Fab Kings, to the JC21 Customs, to the Banjay Customs, I've learned and I've applied each method they've taught me, showed me, you know, or displayed to me. And I'm not saying I took these guys' methods, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not no... I'm, no, I wouldn't do that. And not give credit where it's due. Um, but these methods have worked. And I use those methods on the Porsche 914. So the sanding method. The way that I need to keep my distance. The You know, the pearl. The candy. Laying it correctly. Like all the methods that I, that I was taught um, were applied to that 914. And it got me an award. And so that gave me, like, the real confidence of, you know what, Chip, that's it, you know? You, you you were doing cool with your details, but you need to really focus on the paint job. And I did that. You know, I focused on making a nice, clean paint, simple, clean build, overall clean finish, and boom, that was my first actual show-winning build. It was a great feeling. I mean, I, I, it's, I don't build for... The awards, not necessarily. And I'll say this like this. I don't build for the clout. I don't build for the fame. I don't build to be the hottest. I don't build to be the biggest. I don't build these model cars to be anything but better than myself or better than the model car builder I was last year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm only in competition with myself when it really comes down to it. And um, you know, I said this earlier in the podcast that I went out to California this August, earlier this August, to get an award, to get a award, an accolade. That was my mission. 
and um, I did get an award for the outstanding factory stock for my 1965 Ford Mustang, which has two awards now. But those 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 builds those accolades just kind of give me more of a validation that hey you're doing good Chipper T and I pat myself on the back and I just keep going with the next build um now I'm not looking for any validation or any voucher but I'm definitely confident within my show quality building and as I keep building that's what I aim for that's the type of build I want to display that's the type of model car I want to have um these are conversation starters you know when I have a little when I have a girl come over or whatever it's very intriguing to them. Even when I'm just out and about and I'll have one in the car with me or something, it's intriguing because I can start pointing out, you know, of course it's, it's eye it's eye-catching from the paint job, but when you can go and start telling them, yeah, pop the hood, pop the trunk, look at the, open the door, look at the door jam, look at how I did the headliner, look at the floors, look at the carpet, look at the seats, look at, the, you know, and then you can just keep going into detail and detail and detail, and then it just, it's, it's, forever evolving and intriguing you right so man like that's one thing i've applied man um i think that i'm not gonna get into details because i could talk about details all day long but with details man i really especially show quality uh photo edge um i mentioned this earlier too as well there was a store called wild bill's hobby shop it's still called wild's bill but it's wild bill's hobby town now and it's really not the same but they had this big old book of photo edge man and i'm talking about serpentine belts nascar parts low rider photo edge i mean hot rod photo edge any photo edge you could think of was definitely in this book um and they also sold pegasus stuff but I wasn't big on the photo edge stuff and the detailing stuff as I was now. And um, we got to give it up to Detail Junkies. We got to give it up to Iceman's Collections. We got to give it up to all the big companies out right now in the model car community that are coming up with great products to keep detailing and keep bringing the model cars to life. Um, that's what keeps this so evolving. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, you know... Uh, Applying those details, I look at Dennis Matthews, I look at uh, Half a Hot Rod, I look at Armando Flores, I look at uh, Dig Derange, Detail Junkies, my man David, I look at Willie over there at Dedicated Magazine, I look at, uh, I mean, I could just keep naming names, I can look at the Finest Creations peeps over there, I can look at, um, I mean, I could just keep going, but I look at these builders and I take away so much detail, like, you guys, everybody really, but but these guys in particular, just because I followed them for a long time, um, and even my boy LXC Scale Cars, these people have put dedicated dedicated time, dedicated patience, dedicated money. Um, my man, my man Ben J Customs, he's got some serious heat over there, but he's so low low key and underground that when you see his car, you see it. You have to see it. When you see it, you look at it. Make sure you peep them details, or you're gonna overlook something. You know what I'm saying? Versus um, my man LXC Scale Cars, like you, when you see his car, you know it's a pretty pretty car. It's super clean. It's laid out. It's it looks like a low rider, like how a low rider should look. Real clean, simple, 
almost original, but it's got its own touches to it. And it's just real clean overall build, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, the, the, the list goes on, guys. But the details as far as, like, you can even just go from the frame being laid out all the way, the steering being aligned correctly, the tuck on the wheels, if you have a low rider that has a tuck, the tuck being correctly, you know, having a correct, uh, you know, 2-inch, 3-inch, 1-inch, um, the, 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 cylinder, the cylinder scopics when you're doing your low riders, your hoppers in the back, you know, having your cylinders at a good width. These are just small details. I mean, I, then I could, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, y'all, so just keep up with me, please. The, the, the smaller details that uh, Wes does when he goes into the motor and he goes into the pulleys and the headers and the spark plug boots and the, you know, that's where my feel for the detail comes from, guys. Just always looking and just, like, studying and, like, you know, being intrigued. I've seen these guys' cars in person, so it's like, yo, like, man, I'm inspired, bro. Like, that detail, that's what I strive for. That's, like, my favorite part of a model car building. I'm finna cut this short because I'm about to get too choppy. Episode 6 drops tomorrow because you're going to hear this. Um, you're going to hear this episode September 24th. So, yeah. You're going to hear this episode September 24th. Episode 6 drops September 27th. That will be tomorrow. And then you're going to hear another episode on that following Sunday. Sunday, Funday, September 26th. Okay? So, we got the 24th, the 25th, and the 26th. You guys are going to hear from me. Chip TTV. Home of the Buds. I love y'all. Thanks for tapping in, man. Have a great night. Reality.